Welcome to the Nieces Nugs Podcast. Nieces Nugs, Nieces Nugs, What's up, friends? Welcome back to Nieces Nugs Podcast, Season 2, Episode 6. Man, it is great to be back, and I can't wait to share with you some new nuggets of wisdom from life lessons learned along the way. Today on the podcast, we're going to talk about a recent trip that I had out west and some travel information that I think can help you and also may just entertain you as well. One little update before we get going, Spirit Airlines had been promoting an opportunity for you to match the status of your airline, of another airline with their airline. So for example, if you were Delta Gold Medallion, Silver Medallion, Platinum Medallion, you could apply on Spirit Airlines to get that matched for free for three months. Well, that has now expired. Other airlines like Frontier, they only Frontier only offer it once in a while. Now Spirit has a program where you can apply for it and you get it for a year for $99. Now, some of you may think that's kind of weird, but listen, if you fly Spirit a lot, if you have gold on maybe a hotel brand or another airline, American, Delta, something like that, what this means is you get a free check bag, a free carry-on, you get to pick your seat, and you, you get a snack and a drink on the plane, and you get all of this, as much as you fly Spirit, for one year for $99. It might just be worth it for you to try it out. So it's out there. You can check it out. Uh, go to Spirit and Match program, uh, and you'll find that. Now, listen, I recently was able to take some college students on a spring break trip. We had advertised this trip to our students to go partner uh, with a, a church planter who is living uh, just and really in downtown Denver in the um, West Colfax area of Denver. And uh, so we went out there, and I told the students when we were going out, listen, we're going to fly on some major airlines, but you need to be prepared to fly on a discount carrier at some point. One of the things that I think people often uh, forget when they're planning trips and looking for deals, and sometimes this is the best way to find deals, is is actually to buy one-way tickets on different airlines where you mix and you match. Sometimes when you uh, just buy the round trip on Delta or the round trip on American, for example, just using those, you don't get a discount for buying a round trip on there. And so you can actually buy a one-way ticket sometimes and, and mix and match. And so that's exactly what we did. We actually ended up flying out on Delta and back on American. It was a lot cheaper to do that. And so I think sometimes when you're looking for deals, looking for figuring out how to make, make trips work, this just might be uh, one way to do it. Also, there was 12 of us traveling, and that adds up quickly. So we actually decided to fly out of Charlotte, which because it would ultimately save me about $1,000 for us just to drive to Charlotte and fly out of there versus flying out of our closest airport, Myrtle Beach. So we take off. We get a, a local church, gave us a van to drive uh, to the Charlotte airport, didn't mind us parking it there uh, for the week. And so we get there, we, we make our flight, no issues whatsoever. We found a parking space. We got a shuttle to inside the gate. We, we got in, we had time for dinner. We got on our plane. Uh, I We were flying Delta from Charlotte and um surprisingly, uh, I, I have been upgraded multiple times on different flights, but on this flight, it's the only flight where our first leg of the flight was from Charlotte to Salt Lake City. Uh, I did not get upgraded. I was able to, actually I did, I get upgraded to Comfort Plus, but there was no first class available. No big deal, but Comfort Plus was nice in and of itself. 
Um, had a great, great trip out to Salt Lake City, and then we had a quick layover, and then from Salt Lake, we flew into Denver, did get upgraded for free there, uh, and so Delta uh, medallion, gold medallion came in handy again, got to sit first class. It was a short flight, <laughs> went behind us, it was less than an hour, uh, but anyways, got got to Denver. Uh, I'm going to talk about Denver specifically on uh, another episode coming up, specifically with with regard to food and activities and things like that. Uh, but really just want to focus on travel here. Delta was great. No issues whatsoever. Um, carried our bags on, um, was on time. Uh, just really, really had a good experience with them. Uh, the, the students thought we were staying in Denver the entire week, but I had actually planned on leaving Denver. Uh, I had worked it out with partners and everything. And so we, I let them know uh, that on Tuesday, that, that would be their last day in Denver. They needed to say their goodbyes. And that Wednesday morning, we would be flying out to a mystery city that they did not know about. And I also told them that this flight was going to be the flight where they would fly on a discount carrier. And so they needed to make sure that their bag was appropriately packed so that they could get into um get on the plane without paying extra. Now, those of you who don't remember, or maybe this is your first podcast listening, Spirit Airlines and Frontier are two of the main ones that do this. You you, you can't bring a carry-on size bag on the plane. You have to have what they deem a personal item, which is more like a book bag, a tiny duffel bag, things like that. Now, you can get away with bigger bags. You just have to make sure that they're very malleable, squishable, that they will go inside this bin that is made for smaller bags. So if you have any kind of structure in your bag, it's not going to fit in the compartment. And so we get back to our Airbnb and everyone, I make everyone pack and everyone kind of brings their bag out to get voted on whether it's going to make it or not. And sure enough, there's one person on our team that the bag just is not going to make it. I I let them know, look, this bag has structure. It's not going to fit into the compartment. Those of you who have been listening to this podcast, you might know somebody by the name of Max. Max is a great young man, but this was Max's bag. He's also the one that had to pay last year in Fort Lauderdale, bringing a bag too big and not being able to squish it. And, and Max tells me, hey, I brought this bag to New York City on Spirit. It should work. And I just say, look, if it, if it, if it doesn't go in, it doesn't go in. And so ultimately, uh, we get to the airport the next morning. They have no idea where they're flying. They really don't even know the airline that we're flying because I have all the passport, all the uh, the uh, boarding passes on my phone. The lady at security lets me bring them all through without them knowing exactly where they're going. And so we're sitting in there. We go to this empty um, gate. It's a frontier gate. So they, they figure out that we're going to fly on frontier. And I make them shove their bags into the compartment. And at one by one, everyone gets their bag in. Some take a little more effort than others. Some work some things out, do a couple times. And everyone's bag fits except for one person's bag. We, we, we know that it's not going to work. And I ask him if he's stressed out. He's like, I'm going to get on the plane, no big deal. And there's a big enough party that I feel like that it's going to ha- be fine. It doesn't look like a big bag. It's not a massive bag at all. In fact, on most spirit flights, it probably wouldn't even really raise any sort of flag. So we just kind of go on about our business. And I don't actually sit at the gate because I don't want them to know where we're going until we board the plane. So we're kind of sitting around. Then we move to another gate where I can kind of keep my eye on the plane. And all of a sudden I hear the frontier lady announce for our flight that every single passenger must put their bag in the compartment and show that it fits before boarding the aircraft. 
And at this point, I know Max is toast. $100 is the cost if you have to pay the fee there. Uh, and so it's just, it's a $100 fee. And I'm thinking, Max, like, how much is that bag worth? It can't be worth 100 bucks. Like, let's just split it all up and throw away the bag. You can get on the plane or let's go into operation mode where we get you on this plane. So what happens is, is that uh, we end up, I was like, guys, I'm, I don't want to ruin this prize, but we're getting in line. We have to, we're going to Seattle and uh, we got to figure this out. And so what ends up happening is I just kind of cause some diversion. I go up to the, the one of the gate agents and say, look, we've all tested our bag, which is true. Um, and I say, we're ready to go. I have a party of 12. And she says, well, they all have to put it in this compartment. And I was like, okay, here we go. And so we come up with this plan where basically Max goes through, uh, stays in line, but once two or three people have put theirs in compartment, he just slides over with the people who have been cleared and then moves to the front of the line. So he's the first on the plane uh, from our group, and I have his boarding pass ready to go. And so he gets on the plane, no problems whatsoever. All right, so we all get on the plane. Nobody's paying $100. We're all kind of celebrating. Max is back at his seat, or so I think. We're sitting there talking, and all of a sudden I look down at my phone, and my phone is ringing, and it's Max calling me. I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you calling me? So I answer the phone. I said, are your ears burning? Because we were talking about how much money he just saved. And he said, dude, this guy is in my seat and he won't move. And I turn around and look and Max is sitting in the aisle and he has this huge bag sitting in his lap. And I say, Max, first thing is hang up the phone and put the bag above your head, put it away and don't claim it anymore. And I'll be right back there. Because what I'm thinking is, okay, say there's a mess up and say they've double booked that seat, which is a possibility. It happens. It rarely happens, but sometimes it does. They're going to ask maybe Max to move, and then they're going to realize that he, uh, they're going to look at his boarding pass, see that he didn't have a check bag, and realize this bag is too big, and so then he might even have to pay the fee. So I say, Max, like, we have other people on this plane. Let them claim the bag. You just act like you're just here by yourself. So I walk back, and as I'm talking to Max, I'm using my right hand to kind of slide his bag further and further away from his seat, and I tell one of our other students who's sitting a couple seats back, Mr. Bojangles himself, hey, listen, get, get Max's bag if they move him uh, so that he doesn't have to claim it. We all got the plan worked out, and all of a sudden I say to the guy that's in Max's seat, I say, hey, like, can we see your boarding pass? This is his seat. I have Max's boarding pass, and uh, the guy's like, no, 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 this is my seat, and I say, well, where's your boarding pass? And he said, I, I deleted it. And I wasn't even thinking like, I don't work for the airline at any moment, but I literally was like, that's ridiculous. You literally boarded the plane a minute ago. You didn't delete your boarding pass. And at that moment, I knew that he was in the wrong seat. He just wanted a window seat. And so he starts playing on his phone like he can't find it. And he's deleted the app. He's deleted his boarding pass all from his phone. Uh, and he can't track it down, supposedly. And so I, I get one of the uh, stewardess to come over. I explain to her what's going on. I show her Max's boarding pass. She asks the person for his boarding pass. He says he doesn't have it. So then she asks him to move. And he says no. Friends, listen to me. When somebody tells you to move on a plane and they work for the airline these days, you move and figure it out later because nobody's messing around anymore. You can get thrown off a plane very, very quickly these days. And so just my recommendation for you is, you know what? It's always better to figure things out when standing up than telling people no, especially when there's somebody in authority telling you to move. And so she asked me to walk back with her. So I say, okay, I'll walk back with her. And she calls the front and tells them to get a gate agent on board immediately because they're having a problem with the passenger. And basically she tells me that if he doesn't move, 
that he will be thrown off the plane if he tells the next person no. And so it, was, it escalated really quickly. Come to find out he's in the wrong seat by like nine rows and wrong. He's not even in a window. It all got worked out. But listen, here's the plan. When you do something sneaky, right, maybe you get creative. Maybe you uh, get a bag on board that's a little bit above the board, whatever. Listen, you need to be smart once you're on board. You can't celebrate too early. Have you ever seen a football game where these guys are running back for a touchdown? Maybe they've intercepted it or maybe they caught a long ball and they actually fumble the ball before they get across the goal line and everything is lost. Everything worth celebrating is gone. Friends, when you celebrate too early just getting on a plane or, or saying you finesse spirit, it's like that fumbling right before you cross the goal line. And so when you do something like smart and creative and maybe a little uh, stretching of the rules, make sure you complete the process, like get rid of the bag, stow the bag above a head somewhere so that if something happens, you're not sitting there holding something that points red flags right back at you. So we end up, we end up going to, um, people ask, what's Frontier? Like there was no issues with Frontier at all. Easy peasy flight into Seattle was on time. We had a great trip there. Um, and then uh, really no issues at all. The good thing was I told the students once we landed, listen, our flight home is on American Airlines, so you have nothing to worry about as far as these bags go again. And if you want to shop a little more, you have some more space for carry-on on the way home. Now, let's fast forward a couple days because I don't just tell you about these things. I also try to model them and do them to save money. And just hypothetically, I don't want to uh, incriminate myself in any way. So hypothetically speaking, it might have been cheaper. It might be cheaper sometimes for you to look and explore into hidden city ticketing instead of direct flight. Those of you who don't uh, who missed that, maybe Ghost Fair when I talked about this. The idea is this is that sometimes prices are cheaper to certain airports for buying a ticket that's actually flying through that airport instead of a one-way direct nonstop to that airport. So for example, hypothetically speaking, it might be cheaper for you to fly from Seattle to Chicago, not by flying directly to Chicago, but flying to Charlotte, then to Chicago. And your ultimate destination might be Charlotte, and it's cheaper to fly from Seattle to Charlotte to Chicago and get off the plane in Charlotte than it is for you to buy a ticket just from Seattle to Charlotte. And so sometimes you just might hypothetically have to look at different fares. So for example, the ticket might be for you to fly from Seattle to Charlotte uh, one way, maybe $260, uh, maybe $275 per person one way. But if you bought a ticket to Chicago from Seattle that happened to go through Charlotte, that ticket might cost you $130. 140. So you're saving 120 to $140 a ticket times it by a lot for your group, you might actually save money. Now there's some dangers in hidden city ticket hidden city ticketing. You can't do it too often. Uh, certain airlines can flag it. Um, there's all kinds of thoughts and rules on it. Uh, but some of the dangers are if flights get canceled um, or if there's delays or if other things happen, then they're going to rebook you as quickly as possible and as cheaply as possible to the city that you're originally going to as a destination. So just hypothetically speaking, uh, when we were flying home, uh, we, we were trying to make a trip uh, on a flight on American Airlines from Seattle to Charlotte. And we had spent the entire day traveling around. We had gone to a, a national park, which I'll talk about 
on another episode, and we had plenty of time. We got back to the airport. We had about an 11.15 flight, and so I'm thinking we'll return the rental van around 9 p.m., plenty of time, two hours to get through security, no issues whatsoever. And so we're just kind of lackadaisical enjoying our, our trip back. We get to the airport with two hours before our flight. We have to go through security. I have TSA PreCheck, which I'm going to say in just a second, uh, talk about TSA PreCheck and global entry. Um, there's this new thing called Clear, and I'm going to stick my feet in the ground as long as I can on this. Uh, but the, I, I, didn't, I didn't put my TSA PreCheck on there, mainly because I wanted to go through security with the students, make sure everybody got through. And so we get to the sec- uh, security areas of Seattle Airport. We come to the first one, and it's all TSA PreCheck. Nobody can go through that place except for TSA PreCheck. So we have to walk right by. We come to the next gate. It's actually closed. We come to the middle one, and they say, there's too many people here. You have to keep walking. So they wouldn't even let us in that line. Uh, And so we move on down. The next security uh, is where they put us. And they're actually, there's a lot of people, but they kind of put this, there's a sign up that says 30 minute wait. I'm thinking no big deal. We're fine. There's another security area that I was going to go check out and it was closed as well. So we're where we have to be considering what's going on, but we're not moving. And what ends up happening sometimes with these clear thing is, is it, I, I think intentionally they slow things down to get people to panic so that they buy clear so that they go to the front of the line. And as soon as they get that process starting, everybody starts to panic and then buys clear so they can get to the front of the line. And so what ends up happening is the line doesn't move for anybody else. We might have gone 20 yards in the first 45 minutes. We didn't move at all. And suddenly I went from we have no problems, we're, we're going to make this flight to we are seriously in danger of possibly missing this flight. We get close to 10 o'clock and the clear, we haven't moved hardly anywhere and the clear line suddenly closes down at 10 and everything starts moving right after 10 o'clock. For about 15 minutes, we're making a lot of uh, headway and it looks like we're going to be fine. And then all of a sudden it comes to a screeching halt again because one of the TSA uh, security places closes down so now it's only down to two instead of three and so it's starting to go slower and slower and slower and it looks like we're going to miss this flight now friends if we miss this flight we are stuck in the seattle airport overnight if we miss this flight we will not get to our destination hypothetically because we'll end up somewhere else and so ultimately there's a lot of pressure of getting on this plane uh because we might have curiously maybe bought a hidden city ticket instead of a regular ticket i i don't know but anyways so we're in this line all of a sudden i'm i'm contacting american airlines to make sure that they know hey listen we we are in security uh there's a big backup blah 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 so i'm watching things and as i'm on the, on the, on the uh phone with them uh, i see the alert come through that our plane has been delayed for 15 minutes it's as if god was giving us grace in that moment right there 15 minutes might just be what we need to catch this flight and long story short we get closer and closer and closer i tell the students let me get in the front and me and Max probably going to be the fastest people running through. And so I give Max clear instructions. If it's you, if it's me, we're running, we're sprinting to the gate. Now, the bad part about this was when we first got to the airport, we were right by the gate we were going to be at, but we couldn't go through that security line. So now we're at the security furthest away from the gate. The gate is literally as far away as possible as it can get. We finally get up to there and we start to go through. And all of a sudden I get popped to have a pat down 
for no apparent reason. And so the guy's like, I have to wait on a supervisor. I'm like, dude, just go ahead and start. Like, there's a lot of people supervising right now. I don't mind you touching me. I just got to catch this flight. My students start to come through. Max takes off. Other students start to move. I get all my stuff. I start running. And I'm about not even halfway there. And I'm ready to throw in the towel because I'm like, there's no way we're going to make this. There is no way. I am, My mouth is dry. I can't breathe. I'm in pretty decent shape. I've had a week of bad eating, but like, I feel like I'm in pretty decent shape. And no offense to anyone that went with me, but I just don't know if the rest of the people are actually going to make the flight. If I'm having to run like this and I'm this tired and I'm sweating, we get up there and the plane is still boarding. And so I, I immediately stop. Max asked for my water bottle. I give him my water bottle. I go to the bathroom. I immediately take some clothes out, throw on some shorts because I'm sweating so bad. We have a red eye flight overnight. I'm like, I have to, I've got, can't be sweating on this thing. Everyone makes it. And partly because there was a 15-minute delay and then even a delay getting on the plane because the system was down. And we had to tell them uh, they had to manually put in what seat we were in our last name. Uh, so we all got on the plane. We all made it. We made our red eye back. But we just, when we landed, we did not feel like flying. Uh, we had, you know, some people just were tired and things like that. So we, we ended up not wanting hypothetically to go to our next city. So we just kind of canceled those tickets. Um, but there's some stress involved, but it also could save you some money or it could cost you some money. Um, I, I will say this. This is one of my takeaways. I think it is absolutely worth it to get TSA pre-check and global entry, so much so that I'm going to tell my students um, that if they plan at the beginning of the year, if they plan on going on a mission trip with us or traveling with us, that they go ahead and spend the $80 to $100, $80 for uh, TSA pre-check, $100 for global entry, which includes pre-check for most people. It's five years and you just get to skip the line and you just don't run into these problems. I think it's a well, it's an investment everyone should make if you travel at all, especially as airports become busier and busier. Get the pre-check. Do it, do it, do it. It is worth it. Man, there's so many stories I want to tell, but I'm going to save some of them for another day. Uh, some of these plans are in action. If you have any questions about how I find these things, go back and listen to some of these episodes. But ultimately, um, go experience the world and share these nuggets with other people. And if you need help doing that, I still have some shirts for sale. So hit me up if you want a Nieces Nugs podcast shirt. Friends, thanks for listening. Have a great day.